computer. All right, and we're on. How's it going, Austin? <laughs> going pretty well, pretty well. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining me, and um, thank you for everyone uh, checking this out and, and taking a listen. Uh, this is Recruiting Live, uh, Blue Wave podcast. Uh, here today with a um, pretty killer guy, Austin Music, the Silent E, <laughs> Director of Application Development over at Triller. Um, recently acquis- uh, acquired a company here in town, and you got rolled into uh, their greater company as well, Halogen, correct? Um, so, uh, I'm excited to talk with you today, man, and we're going to go over how you've sort of taken a um, relationship-driven and sort of a community-focused um, recruitment approach over these last few years as you've built a pretty impressive uh, technology team here in Orlando and uh, done it basically all on your own, which is a, a huge feat, man. What'd you say? It's like 20 people now working for you? Yeah, we, uh, so at the time Triller acquired Halogen, we were at 26 people and we built that team uh, from scratch, uh, essentially at the beginning of 2017. Fantastic. That's, um, that's massive. That's a, a very large team to, um, to throw together so quickly, but um, yeah, man, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you're all about. Tell us what being a director of application development is uh, like over at Triller and how you've done it these last couple of years in different engagements. Yeah, sure. So uh, started out started out originally as a uh, mobile developer, um, focused primarily on Android, and then I started leading um, some iOS devs and, and doing a little bit of iOS dev, and and um, you know, kind of went from there uh, and moved up the management chain as opposed to the development chain. I still like to keep my uh, fingers in the cookie jar as much as possible, but, uh, you know, <laughs> those uh, director roles, it gets a little bit more difficult. So, you know, primarily I oversee um, mobile web, um, sorry, mobile teams, web development, uh, QA, and uh, yeah, I have some project managers and designers as well. Uh, and so, you know, we kind of work, um, you know, as a product team all the way down through uh, QA and release as, as one group. Um, so a very tightly integrated structure um, that's a little bit different than how a lot of people do it, um, but it works really well. Um, we get really great buy-in from developers on things that we're building. Uh, everyone has a say in what we're doing, um, and it allows us to build really good product um, that the team is very proud of, and we're all um, very excited about the things that we do. Yeah, that's killer, man. Well, um this is awesome. I guess I would say like normally on this show, I'm talking to like talent acquisition, HR leaders and things like that. So I'm uh, really interested in hearing about your role as a technology leader and like um, how being in that director level position, obviously your goals are properly like product development and application development, but right. uh, you don't do that without the right people. So as you're in this role as like a, a formal technology leader, how much time do you like actively focus on recruiting, uh, recruitment strategy, and then even even like other people problems like employee retention, employee engagement, and things like that, as opposed to the technical work and the day-to-day functions of like actually you know shipping products out. Right. So I spend I, I spend a lot of time uh, recruiting, not necessarily. Uh, recruiting for open positions, but recruiting for future open positions. Um, you know, as people move up in their development careers, they're looking for, you know, opportunities to become a lead or maybe become a, you know, director of engineering or engineering manager. Uh, and so 
constantly having people in the pipeline and always recruiting allows you to, you know, not only when you're forecasting for new hires and you know that you're going to have, you know, three spots in Q3 that you're going to open up, but also for those unexpected moments where someone got a very good job, it's, it's, it's further up their career path and it's a time, you know, they want to be able to take it. And sometimes you have good notice of that. And, you know, depending on your relationship with your team and yep. uh, other times you don't. And so I always try to make sure that I have a pipeline of people who are interested uh, that I'm touching base with, at a, you know, a somewhat semi-regular basis uh, or just seeing around the community at events and, and various things like that. Yeah. So it's like a, a very much like an awareness driven approach. Um, but tell me, what are the ways that you proactively do that? We've talked a lot previously about how you take, of course, like what our topic was, you know, driving through relationships, driving through community focused events, like um, marketing yourself or, or being engaged in um, online communities, as well as like independent, like in-person ones. Like uh, we used to go to ODEVs all the time. And I know you said you're, you're one of the board uh, members over there that runs a, a very impressive uh, developer organization and meetup group here in Orlando that has a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of uh, people in it. Um, what has your strategy been on that? And how do you prioritize the time to do it? And sort of where do you find the places that you think are going to be worth the time doing that? Right. So it, a lot of it's about building uh, your relationship in the community. So, you know, we'll kind of talk pre-COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID, I was, you know, speaking a lot at meetups that I was uh, an expert in, whether it be, uh, you know, how to build a team, how to build a culture uh, that is successful, all the way down to, you know, going to the Android meetups and giving presentations and just really having my name out there in the community. And so that's kind of how it started. Uh, and then as ODEVs uh, became a thing, uh, which, you know, for anyone not in the Orlando um, area, Orlando Devs is a nonprofit organization that uh, spends time in the development community trying to make uh, every member of the community more valuable uh, in the industry. So we're taking time with juniors all the way to seniors. You know, we have everything from career advice channels um, to fantastic meetups where you can, you know, really get your feet wet in a new technology. Um, so spending a lot of time, you know, going out, meeting with people. And, you know, this is where you can really start building a pipeline, whether it's, you know, you have a college student who's coming to the meetup who's just trying to figure out what actual development looks like. Um, you know, all the way to seniors that are well-established that, you know, you're just becoming friends with and you can kind of sit there and talk about, you know, hey, you know, oh yeah, I do that a little bit differently over at my place. Uh, and, you know, over the course of time, you know, you have those people to lean on whenever you have a position that's open. And a lot of that's built off your reputation. Another thing that I think is very important is, um, you know, the, the college programs that are around. So I had a, I have a great partnership with Full Sail University. Um, so, you know, pre-COVID, every uh, WWDC and every um, Google I.O., you know, our company was out there. We're sponsoring the event. We're bringing Chick-fil-A. We're going through the different classes and we're talking about how this might impact real world, you know, apps 
and the things that we're excited about and just answering general questions. And so the more and more you do that, the more and more people become comfortable with what you're doing to where even if you don't have a job right when they're out of college, you know, maybe after they have a year or two of experience and they're looking around for their next step, you know, they still remember you from, you know, when you came and spoke, you know, very frequently when um, they were in school. Yeah, and it's so, like a very long-term <laughs> driven approach. Right, and so, but that's that's the thing, you know, if you if you look at, if you look at the technology industry right now, you know, uh, two years is a pretty good benchmark for where either a person's going to stay or they're going to leave, or they're going to stay or leave, um, you know, kind of at that point. If they, if they end up staying, then, you know, you're really looking now towards the four and five-year benchmark. You know, that's kind of where the retention cycles really, really hang around right now. And so as long as you're continuing to build that pipeline and you know you have that two-year anniversary coming up, you can kind of start looking at it and getting a feel with the developer, you know, hey, are you happy? Do you feel that your salary is still in line with where it should be? And, you know, really start working with, you know, either your HR person or your VP and start saying, you know, hey, this person's getting to two years. You know, we need to maybe look at something for retention or if they're super happy, you know, maybe a nice, you know, mild salary adjustment for them, um, you know, just so they don't even start looking. And then as you start getting towards that five-year mark, you know, you're really looking at, you know, their roles and responsibilities and salary compensation. And, you know, depending on the org, you're looking at, um, you know, maybe bonus structures and other things. So, yeah, you know, a few different ways to do it. Um, but knowing when you expect that turnover, um, you know, especially with junior devs, you know, two years is a very rough one for them. And a lot of companies don't want to bite the bullet to retain them. Um, and so that's where you as a company kind of have to make the decision. Do you want this to be a permanent junior role, in which case you need another junior? Or are you going to, you know, up on this person and, and retain them into a mid role? Yeah, that's... um. That's crazy, man. I mean, it's it's rare instances where you see companies that really are proactive about employee retention, especially in like the technology market. Like, like you said, they want them to be junior roles forever and they want them to be junior salaries forever. And um, if you're not proactive about, you know, whether it's increasing compensation or source, some sort of retention bonus or uh, even further on down the line, like responsibilities and maybe leadership or like functional job growth, uh, that's going to make it like more fulfilling to them, uh, at that point in their life. And they're getting swept away left and right, man. <laughs> it's, it's, right. Insane. uh, and if you're not proactive and <laughs> obviously you're reactive when they leave, it's tightening up. So yeah. tell me about that a little bit. Um, one thing, I guess, how the pandemic has changed just geography wise and obviously we're not getting together in all these different events that you mentioned before how have you adjusted for that in the same sort of approach um and then how have you adjusted with the tightening of the job market because now we're not just competing in our geography we're competing with global organizations hiring remote people all over the world people throwing out very large salaries uh nowadays that almost seem like a bit inflated like it, it's it's crazy the numbers that we're seeing uh getting tossed people that they just can't walk away from even if they are happy and fulfilled in their jobs but uh how are you combating sort of those two different things in your approach 
Yeah, so so we'll talk about the community aspect first. Um, so there is a there is a microcosm of uh, Slack communities and Discord communities that are out there uh, that development leaders can establish themselves in, and you know companies should be encouraging you know not only for uh, employee knowledge just increase, um, but also just you know brand awareness. So for example, you know, we, we spoke previously about Orlando devs. That's a great one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm originally an Android developer. So there's a Android chat Slack group uh, that I've been in for a very long time. Um, you know, and when you do that, you start, you know, building your reputation. You know, some of my friends that I've, you know, been in that group with for a long time are, you know, they're now at Google, they're now at Facebook, they're at various places. Um, and so you can really kind of grow your name in that community and also hire through those communities. Uh, so you really have two, you have location-based and then you have technology-based. Um, you know, I'm originally from Nashville. There's a Nashville Dev Slack group, but I've actually moved someone from Nashville to Orlando. Um, to actually okay. <laughs> uh, felt a little bad about that one, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then, so how to deal with this in the tightening market? It, the market right now is a, is a little bit crazy and it's for a few different reasons. First one being um, technology companies have been very fast to embrace remote. Um, a lot of companies were already headed that way. So now what that means instead of, you know, local company A who I know I'm competing against and I know that they have great health insurance, they have, you know, a vacation benefit where if they take a week, they're going to pay you $500 to take a vacation. I know how to combat those things because I know what I'm dealing with. I've competed against them before. Uh, and you kind of know the perks that you have that they don't have. Now moving forward with all these remote companies uh, coming into what you consider your local market, uh, you're starting to have to compete with not only higher pay, but a totally different set of benefits. Um, you know, at this point, you're looking at they're doing quarterly like get togethers and in cool yeah. places and all of these different perks that people, uh, you know, care about, you know, outfitting your home office, all of these things. <clears throat> and so you're really trying to figure out how to get a leg up there. Um, and so it really comes down to, you know, making sure you have a really good team culture, that your processes work well, that your company is, you know, doing the little things that matter. So are you, you know, sending a swag box every other month or once a quarter? Are you doing the little things that, you know, make them feel a part of their company? Um, you know, like celebrating the national whatever day and having something delivered to your employees, for example. Um, yeah. All of those little things that increase culture in a remote environment uh, make it a little tougher for you know, employees just to leave because of a paycheck number. And so you, know, you have to work those things into your advantage unless you're one of the companies that is just willing to hype, you know, dive face first in this market and say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm used to paying an Android dev or an iOS dev 130 and now it's 150. 
but now I'm having to compete at 170 and 190. You know, is this is this absurd? Is this where the market's going to stay? Um, you know, we we really saw that in Orlando in 2016, where you know we had one company come in, and they basically upped the salaries for every position by almost 20 grand overnight. Um, and so people really had to start competing with that and increase their benefits. And so you know, it's going to be interesting to see in six months where the market settles down. And who decides to come back into offices and not, and that's really going to affect the talent pool. Yeah, and these strategies are just hard to implement on the fly when you're not sure what's going to stick and what's not. You know exactly like the remote stuff or these large inflated salaries. Is it a bubble or is it really going to set the tone for the market moving forward with all this new competition and remote jobs and things like that? So. Um, it's tough and there's a lot of data to analyze. And then of course, technology leaders, you're like working on actually doing your job at the same time. So it, uh, it's a struggle to sort of, I guess, get ahead and be proactive of that sometimes. But um, this is great. I mean, it, it's very focused. Like it seems you're very focused on the long-term strategy of making sure you're both retaining and enabling uh, and, you know, recruiting new people because, you know, ultimately people do move on at some point and it's mature as a technology leader or any sort of leader to uh, know that is the case and people aren't going to stay with you forever. And you're not always the perfect environment. People's just situations change and that's uh, okay. And uh, the more everyone's mature about it, the more you can prepare and the more graceful it is when it actually happens. And I think that's a, a lot of people are envious of that and, and need to sort of take the same <laughs> same path. But sort of a running back to just your approach towards being proactive about it, creating awareness, creating community and all these like digital and local environments. What would sort of be your advice uh, to someone that's looking to implement like a strategy like this for the first time? And um, I guess, how are you actually quantifying the results or um, converting those results and actually, you know, whether it's just getting hires, whether it's making better awareness or anything in between, what is sort of your metric that you see actually uh, success in and what drives you to keep doing it? Yeah, so, so what I like, you know, I want my team to be involved in hiring. I want my team to feel comfortable with the people that we're bringing on board which means I need to bring the best candidates forward for our, you know, on-site air quote COVID interview. <laughs> um, and that means I need to be, you know, very specific about who the people that we are bringing in to this process are, uh, making sure that they're a culture fit, even doing this remotely. Uh, and the longer term exposure I have to this person and what their, you know, development philosophies are, how they solve problems, you know, the better fit I know that they're going to be. And so, you know, I really look at my uh, time to hire, you know, what I've, my favorite thing to do is someone comes up to me and they say, you know, hey, my wife, you know, she really wants to move up here and I just want to go to a bigger company. Okay. Uh, but by the, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a month notice. My goal is to have someone in before they leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what I really like doing. Uh, what I call day zero hires. Uh, so, you know, when someone leaves the first day, they're not there. We already have that production capability returned. Um, 
you know, the next thing is the harder to find positions. You know, I really like keeping them under 60 days, under 45 days. Um, you know, Android developers in particular are very, very difficult to find. Um, and so trying to find a good senior Android developer who has, you know, five, six years of experience, you're starting to compete with some bitty, pretty big people. And you need to make sure that, you know, you have the relationship with this person that may make them leave that extra ten or $15,000 on the table with company A to come join you. Um, especially now where these salaries are getting, you know, a little absurd. So, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Well, um, that's corner kind of wrapping us up here, but I guess any last minute advice to someone looking to do the same as you or anything you'd like to plug in, if anyone can find anywhere and reach out, I guess, any questions about it? Yeah. Uh, I'm always in ODEVs. You can join our Slack group. Um, and, uh, I'm around there. And then, uh, yeah, just, just speak up about things that you know about, offer really good advice to people that are asking. Uh, the more people see your name, the more they're going to become comfortable with you. Uh, and the more you can talk about your experiences and your processes and the things that you do really well uh, in a forum that, you know, like Orlando Doves, we've got over 4,000 developers in there, um, you know, people who are, who are reading that and they know that you know, you're a respectable person in this community and, you know, they're more than willing to join your team. So, yeah, well, this is fantastic, man. I think in a market like this, there's, um, <laughs> it's a necessity that you take a long-term approach that you take a, a very genuine outreach to build, building relationships with people and the old, I guess, more transactional model of recruiting, especially in the technology market is out the window and it's never coming back. So, uh, people got to adjust and, and find their own ways to do it. I think what you found has been obviously really successful and <laughs> seems very, uh, very meaningful. So thanks for sharing it with us, Austin. Yeah, thank you for having me. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Another Recruiting Live, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks.